Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, we're not talking entrepreneurship. We're talking economic development. And my guest is Chris McLeod. He is the VP Global Marketing and Communications over at Edmonton Global. Welcome to the show, Chris. Great. Thanks, Lance. Happy to be here. So, Chris, there's something coming up next week. So we're filming this on the, uh, what is today? The 21st of September on exactly a week today, I guess. On the 28th, you guys have an event called Forward Slash. Tell me a little bit about the event and what you're trying to accomplish with it. Yeah, you bet. It's uh, we're, we're probably trying to accomplish a bit too much. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a pretty wild event. We've got, uh, we've got about 1,000 people joining us uh, Wednesday night. And it's leaders from the political community, the business community, uh, the academic community, and kind of that BC fund, you know, the money that helps the world go around that community. Uh, so about a thousand people. And it's really about saying, this is the future that's possible for the Edmonton region in these five major sectors where we really believe we can compete to win at a global scale. Hydrogen, food and agriculture, life sciences, artificial intelligence, and global supply chain. And, you know, the size of the prize in these things are massive. Uh, just for hydrogen, as example, uh, the projections are that the global hydrogen economy will be worth somewhere between 11 and $12 trillion by about yeah. 2040. Uh, and so, you know, right now, our region produces about 60% of all the hydrogen made in Canada. Uh, almost all of that is consumed here as well. And if we were to actually grow at that scale and say, okay, still 60% of of this new, you know, 11 to $12 trillion market. That's somewhere between 60 and $400 billion every year in economic yeah. activity. So like for us to get after this, it's absolutely worth it. So we're bringing people together, building kind of the shared vision of what's possible, kind of creating a bit of a roadmap for how to get there. And then the whole night is about, you know, wowing people about what's happening today and just how much we can do next. Yeah. And this is the thing that I love about what you guys are doing over there at Edmonton Global is you're really shining the spotlight on these massive, massive opportunities. And we are just so uniquely positioned here, I think, within our region, right, to see this collaboration happening amongst all of the different groups that you just mentioned, the 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 political folks, and we've got the business folks, we've got the academia, we have, you know, all the research and stuff that's happening too. And then these like really innovative companies that are emerging in our region. It's really exciting, but it must be just like mind boggling to gather all those people and keep them actually all focused on the prize at the end of the day. How do you guys do that over at Edmonton Global? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's actually been easier, I think, than, than you might think. And especially at all these different organizations. So whether it's, you know, we've got all the universities and colleges involved, we've got people like Alberta's Industrial Heartland, Applied Pharmaceutical Innovation, Health City, you know, the International Airport, all the municipalities. And I think what's what's made it work is, you know, we, we've done our homework. We really know where we can win on that global scale. Yeah. And when you start to explain it out to people and have them see how they can actually help advance it, right away, they're like, okay, yeah, I'm in. This, this serves our goals, the reason we exist as an organization. And now we see how this layers together with, with everyone else. Um, and it's just lighting people on fire to get the work done. So it's, we've had a, about a 40 organization steering committee on this event, working for about the last year, working groups in all these different subject areas. Um, and it's, it's amazing how much it's coming together, but it's really us just saying, this is what we think need to happen and everybody else picking up and doing the work. 
Yeah. And what do you, like, it's been, what, about five years, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there that uh, Edmonton Global kind of emerged as the economic development, the regional economic development organization. Is Am I right on the timeline there? Yeah, I think that's about when we, on paper, existed. You know, yeah. in reality, uh, like I, I was employee number four. I started in January of 2019. Uh, we didn't hit, um, you know, more than, we, we grew to be larger with staff than our board this past spring. <laughs> we were like 10 people until this past spring. So now we're up to about 24, which is, I think, as big as we're going to get. Yeah. So really, we've been um, laying groundwork for a couple of years. Now we're actually hitting our stride. Yeah. And I think now we're you know, people are starting to see a, a big, big impact. You know, whether it's things like the Canadian Hydrogen Conference that we co-hosted here in the spring that had you know, 4,000 people from around the world at it. And, and by the way, we're going to double that this year. We're going to turn into a 40,000 person event within five years. Uh, it's oh. going to be the largest hydrogen convention uh, for sure in North America and one of the biggest in the world. And it's just getting us on the stage because, yeah. you know, to your earlier point, the things that are happening here, the things we're capable of are at a global scale. Just yep. nobody's ever heard of us. Nobody has it on their radar. <laughs> so it's, you know, as a marketing guy, it's just this, amazing greenfield of everybody we talk to they're like wait a minute you're doing what you've got you know you've got the world's third rank number three in the world for artificial intelligence yeah. you know out of u of a and, and the work that amy's doing you've got how much farmland you've got you know all this stuff with hydrogen and petrochemicals and all these life sciences and pharma companies people are blown away by what we're doing but even people who live here don't seem to know what's actually going on in their backyard let alone so many other side of the world yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've had the privilege of interviewing a number of people in the AI space here in Edmonton who, you know, have started some incredible businesses. And it is really, really exciting when you look at that. And it's one of these things where uh, you mentioned you guys are just getting that, uh, yeah. you know, the stride going here. You're, you're, you're hitting your stride where now after laying that groundwork for the first three years and COVID kind of, you know, messes up a bunch yeah. of stuff in the middle there as well. But now I'm starting to see the vision really come together as to what you guys were really laying that groundwork for uh, five years ago. And it's, it's great. Like I'm really excited to see what's happening because this is a thing. I mean, I've always been a booster of what we're doing here, you know, from a business standpoint, research standpoint, the mind trust that we have. And then being this gateway to the North, the gateway into the oil sands, um, the agriculture part of it, which is a, a real part of my roots, actually. Uh, it's just, I've always looked at it and went, like, we have so much opportunity. We have so many resources just naturally here. And we just need to have somebody really stimulate some of this. Um, yeah. And it's all sort of happening now. And I think that window of opportunity, especially with AI, for us to stay relevant on the global stage, it's either we go hard and we push, push, and we be, we stay there and we really cement ourselves as being that massive player within that industry, or it's going to disappear. That opportunity is going to disappear yeah. in three years, five years, because it moves so fast. Are, are, do you get that same sense where there's a bit of an urgency almost right now where it's like, okay, things are happening. We got to do this now. You know, I I absolutely think that, and and I'd say too that I think we we've had a bit of a, a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Uh, but really, when in global context, there is no place in the world that has the abundance that we have. So we need to just shift that gear 
And instead of waiting for permission to do things or waiting for governments to tell us what to, you know, what we can do or kind of what our limitations are, we just need to get moving. Uh, yeah. There's things we can do here that no one else in the world is going to be able to do at the same scale. You know, hydrogen is a great example of that. There's maybe four places in the world that can do what we're doing in hydrogen. And we're already doing it. We've been doing some of this work for like 20 years. So we've yeah. got these massive advantages, but we've tended to be, you know, well, let's be careful. Let's be slow. Let's wait for permission. And we're like, screw that. Like, you know, <laughs> now is the time. Uh, you know, we don't want to wait for anybody to say go. Yeah. Uh, when governments are trying to say, oh, this is the direction, we're going to say, yeah, it is. Come on, let's go. You know, keep yeah. up. These yeah. are the plans. The things are in place. Industry's doing it. You know, we need you to be an enabler, not a gatekeeper. And I think, you know, the feds in the province now are getting that. The municipalities are totally getting that. And it's it's a unique moment in time where I think you're right. If, if we can get moving in the next couple of years, it's going to set us up for the next 20. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned scarcity kind of that we have that as a bit kind of dogging us a bit. I think imposter yeah. syndrome is another thing too, right? Like we just don't really, it's like, well, I don't know. Are we the, 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 you know, all that we can be that we, that you and I think that we can be, yeah. or that we already are. I, I think there's a lot of that where it's like, ah, you know what? Uh, it's, it's too big of a thing or, or it's too big of a problem to solve, or it's such a huge industry and there's so many other players. And so we're just going to be quietly over here doing our thing. And, and yeah. it's a, kind of like sleeping giants almost. Right. And, and I think we just have to, you know, beat our chest and say, yeah, no, there's some amazing things happening. Let's celebrate it and let's try to encourage it. Let's get everybody in the same boat. And so this event that you guys have coming up, on Wednesday, the 28th, this is a unique event. This is the first one. I think that it's yeah. the inaugural event. Is it not? It sure is. Yeah. Okay. And, and so you're, you're, it, it's a mashup is what I would call it. And it's like a fun, wow, uh, mashup that you guys have going on because it's, there's a ton of stuff happening from 5.30 in the evening to 11 o'clock in the evening. So it's an evening event. There's entertainment. There's, uh, you know, people talking about the different uh, areas of opportunity, those five core areas that you were talking about there. Um, so to walk us through a little bit yeah. more about what the event is, who should be in that room, um, and uh, basically where they can get their tickets, I suppose. Yeah, you bet. So I'll, I'll kind of start, start with... Um... We, we don't tend to do anything the easy way. So, you know, we, we booked a night first and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Then we started pulling partners together and we ended up building this, this amazing big program that, you know, maybe should have been a week long conference and instead we're doing it at night. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think it's going to be this really immersive experience where people can get a sense of the reality of today and what we can actually realistically pull off, you know, tomorrow. And like, Yep. And looking out like 20, 30 years, even. And um, it's not about potential, this, you know, imaginary elusive thing in front of us. These are things that actually are in our grasp that if we, if we get it together, we can make happen. So we've got for the first hour and a half, we've got these showcases around the room. So again, those five areas, like just in hydrogen, as an example, we're bringing in a hydrogen fuel truck. Toyota's bringing in a hydrogen fuel vehicle. Hmm. We've got a, a thing that Lego's helping us with where it's actually building a, uh, hydrogen manufacturing plant connected to carbon capture and storage so that, you know, guys like you and me can look at it and go, Oh, okay. I understand. Wait a minute. Um, you said that's Lego is Lego. Yeah. Yeah. We're, <laughs> Lego and uh Seaford technologies are, are building this thing together. Cool. It's pretty cool. Like a pretty large, but like Lego display where you can yeah. kind of get a visual on how you do carbon capture and storage, you know, based off of uh, hydrogen, you know, from natural gas. Yeah. Um, you've got like Instagrammable stuff. 
we've got a hydrogen fueled uh, power plant coming in to kind of show how you can move all kinds of things that are hard to um, decarbonize, you know, into hydrogen and just like have people be able to talk to experts and sit in things and look at stuff and ask questions and get a real sense of what's happening today. And that's in, again, AI, ag, uh, life sciences, uh, and, and kind of this global logistics. So just people really get immersed in, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. Then we move to the stage show and we've got, and we, uh, and by the way too, there's amazing food and some drinks and cool stuff happening that is local and uh, tons and tons of great food. Move to the stage show and it's really about quick walkthroughs of each of these five areas. Um, so that it moves more to the, this is what we can do if we do it at global scale. Uh, so again, I talked a little bit about hydrogen earlier. Like, are we going to be happy with, you know, $5 billion a year in hydrogen? Or do we want to aim at $400 billion? Like, what do we want to do? And this is the path to get there. Same yeah. thing on food. For food, it's all about value add. And most people you know, won't know that, well, Canada is among the world's highest producers of food, especially things like, you know, canola, wheat you know, barley, uh, you know, plant proteins like the beans, peas, lentils. We grow yeah. more of that stuff than pretty little anywhere else in the world. We do no value add. You know, we, we stick it into boxcars, send it to other parts of the world. Yeah. You know, farmers, you know, are making just whatever the commodity prices are. You take a place like the Netherlands and they've got, you know, some rich farmland, but it's super small. It almost fits inside our region. The value added of the Netherlands is more than the value added of all of Canada and agriculture. It's yeah, nuts. It's, it's disgusting. Nuts. It's disgusting yeah. is what that is. Yeah. 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 So like the ability for us to, you know, to double our GDP in ag. So Alberta's GDP in ag is about 8.4, 8.7 billion. It should be nothing for us to double that. It should be nothing for us to double that again. So yeah. we're setting some goals of saying, let's double the GDP from the food and ag sector by 2030, double that again by 2040, double that again by 2050. That'll take us to about $64 billion a year out of the food and ag sector, mostly by just doing some value added on top of it. It's yeah. not super complicated, but we need a will. We need to de-risk some things. Same thing in hydrogen. We can switch to a massive hydrogen economy just by saying, here's the vision, help people understand how to do risk. And so they're not in it by themselves. And we're going to grow that into a massive, massive opportunity for us. Start accessing international markets, but also adopting it here. So it's just giving people a sense of what's the vision for the future? How do they see themselves in it? And then a bit of a call to action. And then people move back into the room, back into all those showcases. And now we hope the conversation changes from, oh, this is really interesting to, okay, how do I get involved? How do I help? Yeah. How do I drive a difference? And then we've got like years worth of work. We're building working groups and like leadership panels and stuff to help industries move and identify where there's opportunity, where there's you know bottlenecks that we need to do risk, you know, where governments can help with the sense of some funding and just build out like a program that's going to get us from here to what we need to do next. Yeah. But, you know, small goals. Yeah. Yeah. Small goals. Right. But this is the thing that I love about your approach. Like you said, it, it's not, it, it's not rocket science. It's not like crazy complex. It's just, it takes some people to start moving things yeah. forward. Right. And if we can get more people together doing it, the roadmap's there. Like a lot of this stuff is, is relatively easy from a conceptual standpoint. It's just the execution piece. And yeah. I love the de-risking that you're talking about. I mean, as a business person, that's one of the biggest challenges that we have is, is you can't encourage the investment if it's, if the risk profile is, is too high. And so you're, this is a big piece of what you're talking about. And that's why it's so important to have those, the people who are on the, 
political side of things, the political people in the room at the same time as the investment people, as the innovators, the business people who are moving things forward. So totally. yeah, let, let me give you one example of that. So in hydrogen, so uh, we've got tons of trucking, shipping, logistics companies here. Yep. They all want to decarbonize, you know, and hydrogen is the is the best way to do heavy haul trucking. There's no fueling infrastructure you know, in place. Yep. So it's pretty risky for them to go out and buy hydrogen fueled semis. Same time, we've got people like you know Suncor and Shell and um, uh, Air Products that want to build fueling stations. We've got others, but there's no vehicles to drive the demand. So they're like, oh, that's a pretty big risk for us. Yeah. But if we can sit down with them together and say, okay, trucking companies, why don't you sign some leases? Here's companies that are making the trucks. Sign either a lease or a purchase agreement for three years out. You're going to take delivery of five vehicles each times, you know, 20 companies. Yeah. Um, and then you can go back to those you know, producers and say, okay, there's contracts in place, commitments in place. You've got three years to build the infrastructure and you've got basically guaranteed customers. So they're like, oh, okay, that de-risk is for us. So then, you know, now that you've got the infrastructure, all those trucking companies could say, wow, now we can jump from two or three vehicles each to, to 20 to 30 to our entire fleet over time because there's a normal natural pathway. And you can go to government and say, this is the program that industry has in place let's set up some simple incentives just to add a little bit of financial de-risk to it. And yep. all of a sudden you've got like 5,000 hydrogen fueled vehicles, you know, across the community, you and I can start buying hydrogen fueled cars because there's infrastructure to do it. And it's just this virtuous cycle, but it takes somebody saying, here's what we're going to do. And, and it just makes it easier for everybody. Well, and somebody to get everybody into the room Yeah, and that's everything totally. global, right? So yeah. 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 Bang on. Okay. Awesome. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to get tickets for forward slash the event that's coming up next Wednesday. So that's November or sorry, November, September 28th. Uh, where do they go? Uh, so the best bet is go to forward slash yeg.ca. That's our website. Uh, we're actually not really doing ticket sales because okay. we're trying to get leaders in the room. But if you click the little button to subscribe for updates, Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. We'll send you a link to purchase a ticket or tickets. We don't have a whole lot left. We only have room for a thousand people. Um, so you can do that. You can also you know, follow us on social media. We're on all the different channels, either forward slash or forward slash YEG. Um, send us a note through that too, and we'll hook you up. The, you know, the audience that listens to your podcast is the audience we want in the room. So if you don't have a ticket yet, like let's get you there. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Chris. I really appreciate you coming by today to tell us a little bit about the event, but also to explain a little bit more about Edmonton Global and the regional initiatives that you guys are really focused on. And I look forward to seeing you at the event. And those of you who are going to be there, come by and say, hi, I'm going to be down there with the camera. We're going to do some interviews. We're going to talk to people about economic development, what's getting them all excited. And uh, for those who can't make it, We'll obviously be airing some of those episodes. Um, so stay tuned for that. And I hope to see everybody there. Thanks again, Chris. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Take care, everybody. See you on Wednesday. <laughs>